0: It was a pleasure speaking with Barry in this episode of the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. Barry Wilhelmi is the talent lead at Wyden & Kennedy over in Portland. The powerhouse agency in Portland, perhaps the mitochondria of advertising agencies. You're going to have to credit me if you use that. They're known for their award-winning work for Nike, TurboTax, Ford, Kraft, and they even won a three-peat for Ad Age's A-List Agency of the Year. What, what I find most impressive is that they're independent. There's no backup from a large holding company with hundreds of companies and dollars. But back to Barry. As the talent lead, she is responsible for having open and honest conversations with aspiring talent to see if they are a great fit. She's candid in this episode. She talks about clearly understanding what you want in life and how that should transcend into your job search. She offers a valuable insight into widen, recruiting, and job search advice relevant to all advertising and marketing professionals. She even sent me a list of resources that she thinks you should follow to keep yourself exciting and up to date about culture in general. You have to be interesting to better your chances of landing your dream job. So head over to our Instagram at enteringad More time at entering ad to see those fantastic recommended resources and art pieces by Buchan Zhang, our creative director. And now on with the show. This is the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast, and as usual, I'm your accomplice, Gino Schalemberg. Kicking Mikey. welcome to the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. How are you doing today? You're in Portland, Oregon.
1: I am. I'm doing just fine. Um, I have been staring at emails all day and also dealing with a small child. So, um, you know, I'm living the dream. This is the advertising dream, right?
0: Yep. Yep. We were talking about that. I could not imagine having a three-year-old and working in this industry, really. So I'm curious on how you balance that out and you know <laughs> that's just time management you got to be a queen of time management for for all of that
1: I don't even know that it's time management I think you just I think it's like anything you do in adulthood like you just kind of figure it out along the way like and I think any parent I talk to right now is looking at each other going I don't know how I'm doing it like we're mm-hmm. you know like you're just you're just keeping things together with scotch tape right now
0: see so I feel that's like kind of what I'm doing I'm trying to keep my own life together with Scotch tape. And you're you're supporting another human. So that's very impressive.
1: To be fair, he did go to the ER yesterday. So like it's not like I am really necessarily doing the best job. Oh well, well,
0: I've been to the ER a couple of times. We all get into the ER a couple of times. At least that's he made it, he made it back. It's all good. Um yeah. awesome. Well, thank you for coming on. Barry Wilhelmy. That's a cool last yeah. name. you are the you are currently the talent lead at Wyden and Kennedy uh what does that mean what what do you do as a talent lead let's talk about you
1: okay um so I am one of a few there are about let's see six of us seven of us now um and that includes talent people as well as coordinators and um, all of us kind of focus on different areas I focus on brand management and strategy um and it's really recruiting but i think the way we look at recruiting is not you know first of all i'm not in hr it's totally a different world
0: mm-hmm.
1: um we just focus on bringing in great people to make great work and then obviously um also really understanding i think um the way talent grows and kind of having a perspective on how the industry is changing from the outside because we are the ones who are spending so much time talking to other people outside of the walls of Wyden who aren't clients hmm.
0: doesn't every talent recruiter look for great talent that makes great work
1: yeah but that's my job i'm just doing it for widen huh
0: so yeah. what do you i mean obviously there's some success uh with with the name there and you're at the portland location you live in portland um I mean what i mean what are some tactics or how do you find success in finding great people like do you look at non-traditional realms or what what do you find successful
1: um i mean in in a perfect world i meet people and have relationships over time and so that i can kind of get to know people along the way and i think that's the better way to do it um mm we have been in a bit of a crunch in hiring a lot of people. So a lot of it just has to do with kind of me talking a lot. I talk to people all day long and I meet new people all day long. Um, and that is my job. And, um, and really understanding like, you know, who, who will be happiest at Widen and mm. who Widen will be happiest with. And so it's a bit of a matchmaking thing. It's like, I get to meet a lot of people and then I have to figure out what the right matches are.
0: Interesting. Interesting. That's a nice way to, to phrase it actually, to find where they would be happy. And that's very mm-hmm. important in a career. And especially yes. and you're dealing with people of all levels. So entry level to probably yeah. VPs, whatever. So you yeah. you deal with the whole gamut. Um our our targets in this podcast are obviously college students, maybe just yeah. got out of so entry level. Um, yep. So let's let let's tailor this conversation to them because they're going to be super curious. I mean, at widen you're probably not. You're, you probably don't have to look very far to find great people, right? Like, are they're coming to you for the most part? Are you going to like deep corners of the country to you know scavenging out like some hidden talent? Or I mean, I would have to assume you've got a, a pretty large pool to choose from.
1: Um. I think it's probably a little bit of both. I mean, to be honest with you, um, I really love finding people who are not the obvious person. Mm-hmm. I think that that, that to me, I mean, there's lots of different reasons why, but I think um, I also just find like joy in that of kind of being like finding those people who never in a million years thought they'd be at Widen or somewhere like a widen or anything like that. And then, Um, you know, finding them at a random agency or in a random place, um, because great people are everywhere. So that's kind of the way I like to look at it. I think it's more fun that way.
0: Absolutely. Do you have any like examples? I mean, you don't have to say their names, but like of somebody that might have you, you might've recruited or found in a non-traditional role or major, somebody that didn't necessarily fit the advertising mold. Let's say,
1: um, Geez. I mean, I think that we, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't think there's like a glaring example. I think mm-hmm. the the people that come to mind the most often for me are people in agencies that are doing, that are doing work um, that might not be like, you know, the, the big stuff on the, t- on the front like landing page of adage or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think mm-hmm. that those are the types of people who, are like doing really great stuff because they're personally motivated versus motivated by like the fame of an account. And I think to me that, that shows me a certain character that I think is really important.
0: Oh, we can, we can sit here. That's interesting. So if you're not at the, you know, the agency you want to be at, sometimes that a lot of times that's the case where you're maybe not in the position where you're uh, briefed with the most creative work or you're not going to win. a can lion yeah a a small but you should still tackle it like you're you know with that personal passion with with, give it all you got
1: yeah because everyone wants that person on their team right Mm -hmm. like that's what everybody is looking for so to me i just look for people who just really care it doesn't matter like necessarily exactly what they care about or what they're exactly working on but i Mm -hmm. do want to like i want to i want to work with someone who just really gives a shit. And and gives a shit about anything and wants to work harder to do that. So mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I don't, I don't, it's not like I'm just looking at like, you know, the big, the big fancy shops, the big names. Like I actually don't spend as much time looking at those.
0: Hmm. Interesting. So you 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 mentioned, you know, you want to work with somebody that's hardworking, uh, and and passionate. And mm-hmm. you've in your career, you've you've been hardworking as well. So <laughs> let's back it up a little bit. Oh dear. Uh, Let's back it up. Uh, you know, yes. how did you find this crazy industry? Um, you know, where did you grad? You graduated from Tulane, great school, yeah. Harvard mm-hmm. of the South. My father calls it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes, I graduated from Tulane. I, jeez, uh, and then I went and I worked for a a professor at Northwestern. I helped her do some research, oh, and Chicago. then yeah. I grew up in Evanston, Illinois. Well, oh. that's where I went to high school. Yeah. Nice. Yes. So I'm an mid Um Um,
0: good. good. Yeah.
1: So yeah. And then I honestly, you know, I know, you know, that I had a psych degree I had a mm-hmm. minor in sports medicine. Um, I truly did not know what I was doing. I don't think, I'm always impressed with anyone who's graduating from college and knows what they want to do. Cause I had no idea. Um, and so yeah I worked on some research for a while my my now husband at the time was not my husband because I was rather young mm-hmm. um went to ad center as a art director um and literally just said that everyone he met in the strategy track had a, like he just thought of something I would be interested in so that's how I ended up I applied thank god I got in um and that kind of changed the course of my life and I have no idea ad-
0: you said ad ad center, meaning VCU ad center. Brand now, center, yeah. Now, now brand center. Yeah.
1: Yes, now it's fancy brand center. I was there when it was still like above the law offices and the rugs were covered and dog pee. So
0: oh. it was not fancy. What does your husband do? Do I have to do a separate episode with him now?
1: <laughs> he's He's a freelancer. He's okay. a freelance creative director, yeah.
0: Nice, nice. Did he work mm-hmm. at any big agencies?
1: He is the person who came up with Puppy Monkey Baby for Mountain Dew.
0: Call him up, call him up. I know he's downstairs doing puzzles (laughs) with your child, but (laughs) he just stole the show. No, that's
1: that's his big claim to fame. So, and he was actually the voice behind it, which is also hilarious. Um, So he,
0: oh my gosh, I have to call up my high school teacher who played that (laughs) ad every single day when I was in high school. I think that was like one of like that cracked me up.
1: Yeah. I think it was much bigger than they were really thinking. I, they kind of didn't really think it was going to be that big of a deal. So, okay. So yes, that is that is the famous person I am married to <laughs> the puppy monkey baby.
0: That's probably the best commercial of all time. <laughs> Gotta be. I'm calling it now. Awesome. Um, okay, back to you. Yes. So, that's not about him, puppy monkey baby, whatever.
1: It's always about him and the puppy monkey baby <laughs> if I'm, I'm used to it.
0: it. Cracks me up. Okay. <laughs> So he was at brand center to say, Hey, you got me, Barry, you got to get over here. Uh, you can do this strategy stuff. Like for sure. Yeah. And I was
1: like, I don't know what it is. So I applied and I got in and I spent two years there and I like getting out of school was terrifying. And I remember I went to New York and I spent two days, um, just, just literally like walking around the city being sent from place to place. Like everyone I talked to for an informational would literally pick up their phone, text someone and be like, I'm going to send this person over to you. You should talk to her. And I literally spent two days doing that. And by the end of it, I remember laying down in bed and my body was so exhausted that I had like muscle twitches. Cause I had just been like, literally just like running around the city. Yeah. And that's how I ended up at IMG. Like that is truly like, it was one of the last conversations I had. And I had no idea, like anything about New York. I didn't know the layout of the city at all. And I was in midtown and interviewed and he offered me a job and I was just like, what is happening? Like it, and I truly, it was the craziest 48 hours. You you got up here.
0: First off, foreign concept. This is like (laughs) ancient now that you were in person interviewing. Yes. You know, it was only like two years ago that we were interviewing in person and running around like that, you know, it feels like ages ago with, with the pandemic, but yeah, yeah, no, that, that kind of, that caught me off guard that you were physically going to different (laughs) offices and applying. So, uh, with the connections from brand center, ad center, those got helped you out once you like got into New York.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to remember who my first, I think. I think my first conversation, I was, at, I went to Kirschenbaum, which is now Forsman. And I don't remember who he connected to me, connected me with, but it truly was just like this weird domino effect. Mm-hmm. And I would talk to them for like 45 minutes and then they would text or call somebody and I would truly like get in a cab or get on the subway and go to another office. And that's truly, I just did it for two days straight.
0: Yeah, I, I think a good note there is like when you do those networking when you get on the phone with somebody now, like you can always ask like thank you so much, like do you have anybody else you recommend me talking to? Like mm-hmm. I would love to keep this going, whether it's inside yep. the agency or at another place, just anybody that always, would be Always ask. Cuz then that it's a domino effect. You keep it yeah, going. Yeah, and I
1: think the thing that I tell everybody is like in there is not anyone in this industry who didn't get in like by someone just opening a door. So we're all like, and I, I believe this. Like, we are, all, we are responsible for karma, and we are all supposed to pay it back. And so it's like, truly, everyone will open doors for you. You just need to ask. And so don't, don't be scared to like ask for that kind of stuff. Because seriously, every single one of us got our start because someone decided to have a conversation with us.
0: It should be even more than that, in my opinion. Uh, when you're on the other side of it, now that I'm on the other side, I'm in the industry. I want to. And we all should offer it when they're too afraid. Yeah. If we feel like they're, if they reached out and they've done the, all the right steps, we should offer, Hey, I know somebody that you should talk to
1: before totally. they even
0: ask, like make it easier for the students for, yeah. for to break in. If you can.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Open the doors. Cause that's really like, that's how we all got here. And so you should make it easy. Don't make people beg for that. That's just unfair.
0: Oh, it's just awkward. And yeah. And, yeah. Um, Nice. So you so that's I you were forty eight hours. Not that long though.
1: No, it but it felt like ages. Considering like I think I had at least five conversations each day. Okay. And that makes yeah. So it was like I mean I truly that level of exhaustion. Especially like you know what interviewing feels like. So you're just like mentally done by the end of that.
0: Oh yeah, Um, I totally repressed all those memories. (laughs) Now that you just brought them up, yes. someone
1: who does it all day long it's really it takes a lot you have to give a lot of energy to that stuff so um so yes i did that for a few days i got the job at img um and that like truly set my course and then went to bbmg from there i really bbmg focuses on sustainability and conscious consumer stuff and i was kind of in that like i want to you know do good and work on things with purpose um and then was at BBMG for a while. And I missed the creative side because it was more of a consultancy. So they didn't have a creative department. They had designers. and That, that was it. Um, and so I went to Kirschenbaum And mm-hmm. then I went into headhunting, which is when things got a little weird. Like I just took a, a different turn. And that truly came from I met someone at the talent business who I really loved. Um, and the talent business does not work on... Um, Oh my God. What's the word? Not on commission. Sorry. There you go. I'm mm. six 30. Um, yeah. they don't work on commission. They work on salary. So I really wanted to work with people and to help them navigate the job search rather than feeling like I was just trying to sell them jobs. I wanted to like really help them make yeah. decisions. And so I had tried it. I had tried my own, what like different strategy role, three different ways at that point. Um, and so, yeah, I spent a couple of years doing that met a shit ton of people in the advertising world (laughs) across the board.
0: Where was that at? Where, where did you start recruiting at?
1: It's called the talent business. Um, they are, they're global and their headquarters are the headquarters is London. Um, and so they had a New York contingent. There were like eight of us in total and we worked in Gramercy park in one of the like brownstones, which sounds super fancy, but it was like definitely a ragtag team. Um, and I, I want to say I did that for like four years. I can't even remember at this point.
0: What drew you to that though? Like, cause I know people listening also might want to be
1: mm-hmm.
0: enter into recruiting. So totally. like, wh- what made that switch for you from strategy into that?
1: Um, I truly, I mean, this is kind of wh- why I'm where I am today too. I, I, I think oftentimes people don't, don't really think through what job they want and what job is good for them and what job they need
0: mm-hmm. and so
1: i really wanted to be like more of a consultant and more of a coach in that because i think that i felt like i kept kind of like not like making good decisions but like not having like always wishing i had had more of a sherpa in it of like someone to really talk through the pros and the cons of a job and like how that's going to affect my skill set and how I'm going to grow through that. And so that truly was what motivated me. I was like, I just want to work with people and like help, help them with that. Help them figure that out.
0: Absolutely. Wow. Have you seen a lot of people like, you know, when they come to you, like, have you helped them out, like shown them a different path or really highlighted? I hope so.
1: (laughs) I hope so. I mean, I, I think, um, I try to be super honest and I try to like, push people to think beyond like titles and I try to get them to think beyond agency names or whatever that is right, um right. because I think that's something that I I didn't think enough about when I was younger and not that I made bad decisions like I loved everything I did but I think it was just like I just always wish someone would like sit there and talk to me about it and talk me through it and help me understand the choices that I had versus just like jumping and whatever so um yeah,
0: it feels very like when you do enter the industry, it, it is overwhelming all like and it's sometimes when you're I feel like for my situation, sometimes it feels like it narrows in like you're you're set mm-hmm. to one career path and mm-hmm. this is your destiny. And this is what you went to school for. This is what mm-hmm. you have to do. There's no yeah. other way. You're I'm tunnel visioned right now into one part of my own career. And yep it's kind of scary. Like, this is like, I feel like I have no other options and I know a lot of other people feel like that too.
1: Yeah. And I think um, if anything, you can look at my career and realize that's not true. I mean, I think it's a lot of the ways I made my decisions truly were about really like, I think, and I think you and I talked about the first time we chatted, which is just like really stopping and thinking about like what you are personally motivated by. What really lights you up every day? Like when are those moments in your job that you're like, I love this. And what are the other pieces where you're like, I don't. And as soon as you can narrow that, it creates a path that's super clear. So like when you look at my background and like the path, it does look a little like if you really like just kind of didn't think about it, it's like, oh, and then she did this. But it's like, no, there was purpose behind every one of those steps because I realized what I was interested in at that time and really like what was motivating me. Um, yeah, I think it's just about kind of like self-searching and then yeah. you can kind of make anything out of your path.
0: How do you do that as a, a talent lead? Like, do you, how do you take that coaching mentality? Um, like in those interviews or whatever the the process that you do with potential n- new widen people, like,
1: mm-hmm. do you
0: have those conversations before the interview? Like, how do you impart that?
1: Um, I think it kind of depends on like what the conversation is. Like sometimes if it's like just a more informal or an informational conversation, I feel like we, like the conversations are heavier on that mm-hmm. of like really trying to like, cause I, t- you know, I also just talk to people who are interesting and kind of want to know about widen and want to be on the radar for future purpose or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I talk to a lot of people who think that they want to be in one track Mm-hmm. and that is not true like because you know and so I have a lot of those conversations I think especially with students and a lot of juniors of like helping people kind of realize like y- you you're trying to chase something because you've been told to accomplish versus like just deciding what you want to do so absolutely trying trying to just help help students and help young folks realize that like there is no syllabus <laughs> like, yeah You know, like there isn't a to-do list. There isn't something you're going to get graded on. So you might as well figure out what you want to be doing and not the thing that everyone told you you're supposed to be doing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes so much sense. In in a school setting, uh, you know, they list out agencies and like all like five, they list out like five roles that you can, you can really be in in advertising when you're an Mm -hmm. advertising major. And there's more than that. There's other areas to go into in general, besides advertising. Totally. Um, so I think that's really interesting. Uh, how can people like, um, like juniors or seniors or even recent graduates or anybody, how can they figure out, you know, in a school setting what they do or what they don't like? I know internships help out, but like, what advice do you have for them to really soul search on their own so they're not in a position where there's regret or there's stress?
1: Yeah, I think figuring out like, um, I think there's a couple things when you're working on so, and I don't even this is. I am what 20 years older than y'all. So like also keep in mind that perhaps school projects have changed.
0: Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm.
1: But I do think figuring out like your archetype of like, what role do you play? You know, like what are the, you know, I think there's a lot of ways to figure out like, are you a leader? Is that the thing you're, is that the thing you're great at? Are you, what kind of team player are you? When you, um, when you do get super interested in a project or some class, why? And not just because, you know, oh, because I think this, like, content super interesting. Like, what is it about that content that's interesting? Like, really dive into the whys behind a lot of things, and you'll start to see that, like, there are areas in the industry, in departments that you're going to be happier in. I think, um, you know, I think strategy is, like, always one of those things that everyone thinks they want, um, and I can tell you that's not true. Like, <laughs> I think strategy becomes a catch-all for people. I think you just need to start to dig into, like, when are you the most successful? And when do you feel the most successful? And what about that success is so satisfying?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I wish you know, the those conversations are super important. And If you could do that early on. Mm -hmm. If if this advice, like if if a freshman in college is listening, that's probably even better because you could start earlier and start really honing in on what you do and what you don't like and why. That's super important.
1: We're just not trained to do that because we're just trained to go to school, which like there's nothing wrong with that, except that you do kind of, you know, so much about advertising and just this industry at large is like, what you bring to the table is how you think, not what you think. So like getting to that stage is really important. Hmm. Getting to the stage where you know how you think about things and the, the point of view you bring to the table, like that is critical to adding value. So Getting to that place and and being comfortable talking about it and understanding it is important.
0: Comfortable is super important. Yeah, because when you do get hired and and you're at the right fit, you you got to be confident and you got to be comfortable with your thought process. And if it's a good fit, then you should be. But for yeah. me, I know for me it's hard to feel comfortable and to feel confident in in my role. Maybe that's just because there's imposter syndrome. Or whatever it may be but it's really a hindrance and i know sometimes when i go to sleep at night i feel like i can offer more but i feel like i don't know like maybe it's not good enough so i kind of like keep it low
1: i mean yeah like i think i mean i still do that and you know but i think um it's practice right Mm -hmm. you gotta practice and you gotta because because i mean everyone I know has imposter syndrome. And I'm talking about people who are like much older than you and maybe a little bit older than me, but like, um, I think the more you practice kind of like getting yourself uncomfortable in that way, you'll just get used to it. It's like getting used to, you know, cold water. Like you just, you gotta start small. Um, And you have to remind yourself, like, this is what I tell anyone who's young and especially people who start widen like, you know what I because I'll catch up with them about six months in and they're like wide-eyed and kind of like what the hell's going on and I think just like reminding yourself like you are hired for a reason like we hired you or whoever hired you whatever agency you're in they hired you because they believe in you and now you have to believe in you because like they did that for you like they took that jump so like you do it too like and I think just like remembering that that decision was not made easily like they brought you on because they believe like that should be a vote of confidence. Yeah. Go for it.
0: I love that. I love that. I personally needed that. So thank you. And I hope (laughs) other people, I hope other people, you know, have that boost of confidence too. Um, But um, I want to get into now more, just like getting to that position where you can feel confident is that you need to be hired first. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, for those that do, they know that they do want to go into an advertising agency. And they are. They did the soul searching. They know that this is their the right work ethic. They're they're ready for it. Mm-hmm. Um, what's their approach? Um, you you said you're doing more business management. Uh, you recruit more strategy. You're not you're not doing portfolio reviews as much for the creative side.
1: No, I don't touch the creative. Yeah, that's my partner.
0: Yeah, that's in, that's a very interesting conversation too that I don't really know much about. But yeah, um, I've had some very special guests that do. But um, you know, those that know that they want to go business or account mm-hmm. management or strategy or media, yeah um, you know, what advice do you have for them? Like where where can they start? Um if they, they know they want to go large agency or they know they want to yeah. go creative. That's a tough, it's it's tough. A lot of people want to go account, a lot of people want to go strategy because yeah. they might not think they're that creative, but yeah, they they are. So where where do they start? Like what's what's the what's the process?
1: Um so I think first realizing what it is about those two things that you really, why, like why you want to do those two things um, with strategy, you know, being interested in people is not enough. You've got to, you know, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. and <laughs> you're laughing, but like, I think a lot of people, I understand why strategy seems super cool and fun. I understand that. Um, but it is hard and it is super specific. Like it is about understanding culture and like understanding why people do things and all that, but also being able to take all that information, and instill it into a very small like point of view, mm-hmm. and make it actionable. So like, don't forget like anyone who wants to go into strategy, do not forget that that's actually the purpose of strategy is like you got to narrow all those things. So both brand management and strategy come with clear, concise points of view on whatever it is. I don't care. You don't have to have a point of view on advertising. I don't care if you like have super big knowledge about every ad made last year. It is not, I'm not worried about that. Okay. I want you to come to the table and make my brain tingle. I want you to say things to me that I go, oh shit, i never thought about that way. Like, Like, make me want to talk to you more because mm-hmm. to me, like that is to our point about like saying the things you want to say at the table. Like when you are junior, that is exactly the value you're going to add. You're going to be that voice in the room that says something that a bunch of older people didn't think about because they don't have that point of view. So you gotta be able to say it. And so, you know, the more, whenever I talk to someone young, like the minute they make my brain go like, oh man, like, that's it. Like I can feel myself be like, oh, I totally want you to talk to a hiring manager. And it is like that magic. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I just think like, I know this sounds super vague, but like, just really come to the table prepared to talk about what you think and why. And like, what you think about, what you're interested in, I don't care what it is. It could be anything, Hmm. but like, make me care once you come, like what, you know, whatever it is, make my, make my, make the conversation about that and make me want to ask questions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think how many times have you heard or read in an application or, or a cover letter? Uh, I like advertising because it's the cross between strategy and creativity and business. Yeah. 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 Yeah
1: there's got to be a bigger idea than that. Yeah. Like it's not wrong. That's not wrong. Right. But you got to push harder than that. I I got to know you went deeper than that. And that like, it doesn't, I mean, yeah, you gotta, you gotta make me, you gotta make me go, Oh shit. Cause mm. and like it make me want to put you in front of our managing director or our, our head of strategy. Cause they're going to be like, wow, that is weird. I never thought about that way.
0: Like, yeah. <laughs> that's the that... reaction you want. That's awesome. I love that. I love that point of view. And I I guess in in a lot of applications that you see or people you talk to, I'm sure it can be the script can overlap. You know, things can sound the same sometimes. So Mm -hmm. you're saying if somebody comes with original thought that they truly care about that's pointed, that makes Mm -hmm. you think Mm
1: -hmm. that
0: will set them apart.
1: Yeah, because the other thing is and I don't maybe this is Bullshit, this, but I do believe, like, this is something I believe is I think that the more you do that, it's because you actually know yourself. And the better you know yourself, the better you're going to show up at your job and do interesting work. So, like, you know, I think back to our point about like when you get hired and you're, you feel imposter syndrome, like, like the other piece of like us believing in you is actually more about like when anyone hires you, any job, they're putting trust in you, they're trusting you. They're trusting mm-hmm. that you're going to show up the way you show, show up in the interview, the way you showed up when you talked to them. So now you have to trust yourself. And I think people who come to the table with different points of view, trust themselves. I mm-hmm. think they trust what they believe and they're comfortable talking about it. And that is like, you can't, that is not a skill, right? Like that's not just something you learn, like that is an innate ability. So I think those are really important. Like learn how to trust your instincts, learn how to trust your own voice. Mm-hmm.
0: Hundred percent. It doesn't make it easy, though.
1: No, hell no. It's not it easy.
0: It, that's not easy. It doesn't make it easier when, in this virtual world that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. It, it's really distant, and it is hard to connect with people on a level. It's just hard to connect with people online yeah. via Zoom or Google Hangouts, like or pinging messages via Microsoft Teams on people yes. that you barely. I've onboarding digitally. It's not easy. So
1: no, it's not. It's not. And and as someone who has to hire people and interview people all day long, it has been really hard. And the one piece I can just tell you is like, I've actually stopped getting on Zooms and I try to just do phone calls because I think, I think phone calls, you listen better Mm -hmm. and people feel more comfortable sharing voices. So like, I find that like, and it's okay. I mean, if you're interviewing, it's okay to ask if it could just be a call, like, and mm. I'll ask people and say, like, are you, is it cool if we just make it a call versus a zoom? Cause I do think that like, you tend to hear people better. You tend to like, just instead of like this whole interface, of feeling like I have to look at your background and like, you kind of get distracted. Like just letting your own voice show up is, is much easier on a phone call. So don't be afraid to ask for that.
0: Oh, I'm, I'm sure you guys would prefer it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody in the, in my, in my, my role, people really start meetings with camera off. If it's a large group meeting, for the most part, yeah. it's yeah. camera off industry where where I'm at, but that's okay. Uh, I always put mine on and say hi to people. <laughs> and then they have to do it too. It's like a weird domino effect. <laughs> like, okay, and then I, it's like a weird Big like un, unspoken thing. days like all right, are we doing cameras on or off and you got to feel the room. <laughs> And then it kind of dawned on me. But, anyways, that's great. And I, any other like quick tips or like advice that you wanted to get out to the people that maybe you've noticed while you're interviewing people that you just want to fix, like don't do this or definitely do this, anything like
1: that. Um, I think, I think there's no do's and don'ts. I think the thing for me. <sighs> It's just like, don't forget. I'm just a person on the other end of the phone. Like, you know what I mean? Like you don't, I think, and I, I get it. Like I get when you're talking to a recruiter, you're, you're interviewing, it can be super scary and intimidating, but like, please Mm -hmm. don't forget that like I'm just a person and it's totally okay to just be a person with me. Mm -hmm. In fact, I want you to be like, I want you to be vulnerable. I want you to be honest with me. Um, yeah. And And like, just, and just treat recruiters the way you treat other human beings. Like you don't have to be as formal as you think you have to be.
0: Yeah. I love that. But a lot goes into getting that first call and it isn't, is it, it is intimidating. You know, it is like you, you connection got here. You follow up for four years. You, you, the, you went viral on YouTube, whatever it may be. (laughs) Like a lot goes into getting that first call, so it can be nerve, nerve wracking, but calm it down there for a reason. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Any, um, resources that you recommend students follow just to stay knowledgeable or any interesting culture items or accounts, podcasts, anything you recommend?
1: Yeah. I mean, you guys, I'm sure you guys know all the student stuff, so I won't bore you with those things. Um, what I would tell you is to you should you should get all the weird newsletters about like the news and about culture. Um, if you want to do if you want to come with interesting points of view, you gotta read interesting mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so I would sign up for the Pudding. I would sign up for Internet Breakfast. Um, what are
0: these? I've never heard of
1: these. So these are all just like different newsletters that compile um, different like different pieces of stuff, like culture stuff. Um, And it will, they just basically either write different, like um, different stories. Like some of them are like more crafted and some of them are just kind of like compile things. Hmm. Um, But they like, sometimes they'll put data into weird graphs and stuff to kind of show you. So anyway, it'll just, it'll feed interesting stuff into your brain um, and make you more fun to talk to. What are they called? The Pudding and internet breakfast.
0: Okay. I'll link that. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. And if anybody want to reach out to you, uh, do you allow that? Is LinkedIn okay? What, what yeah. are you, what are you thinking?
1: Yeah. Um, reaching out to me is always fine. Definitely. Um, just please, please, please realize that I am always about eight days behind in life. So mm. <laughs> I don't respond that quickly. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I think um, I'm always willing to open doors and give time to people, you know, just, just, if you do want to chat, that's cool. Just please come like with questions and tell me what it is I can help you with. And, you know, like, I'm always happy to kind of answer anything or give insight um, to try to be as helpful as possible.
0: Don't waste your, don't waste your time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not just that, but I just think like, I think sometimes um, people just, don't think through exactly what they like, what they want. Like know what you want, right? Know what yeah. you want from me and tell me like, cause that's helpful information.
0: Interesting. I'm sure you've had some very interesting interactions with people.
1: Always. People are interesting things. Yeah. I can <laughs> yeah. only
0: imagine. I'm very interested in that, in, in this, in that, in your profession, maybe I'll have to yeah. dabble into it eventually.
1: Yeah, it's it's always an adventure. You um you definitely and it's you know, you also never know like people are never the same when you talk to them. So like one mm-hmm. day I'll talk to somebody who were totally the chemistry's there, and then another day it's like they're tired, whatever I'm tired. So you also just like just remembering all the time that these are just people, you know. Human. And like, yeah. um, like
0: I, I had a tough day today, I'll be honest.
1: Yeah. But, Me too, man.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me too. It is what it is.
1: Yeah. And that's okay. Like uh, most of the time on my interviews, like I am known, like I know that I am superhuman about it. So I'm normally like really honest. Yeah. Like I'll get on the phone and be like, gonna be honest with you. (laughs) I just like push my child out the door. Real sorry. I haven't even brushed my teeth, but like, that's why we're on a phone call. Like what's going on? You know, like I don't, there's never, I'm never going to come with like some formalized bullshit because I think it's just, I want people to feel comfortable talking.
0: Yep. Yep. Well, I felt very comfortable and I appreciate it. I can attest you're, you're an awesome person and you honestly care. Uh, yeah. that's, that's also pretty nice too. So thank you care. for, thank you for coming on. This has been great. Yeah. Uh, that's all I got for you. Cool.
1: Well, cool. thanks for having me. I appreciate it. No problem.
0: Thank you all for listening to this entire episode of the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this week's guest. Make sure you go and connect with them on LinkedIn. Tell them that Breaking and Entering sent you. Now, thank you to Mikey Malarkey, our audio technician, and Buchan Zhang, our creative director, as well as the student team from the Midnight Oil Agency at the University of Illinois. Can't do it without you all. Thank you very much. We will see you all
1: next week with another amazing guest.